when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Game of Thrones. The Walking Dead. Westworld. No, that's the West Wing. West, Westworld. There we go. There have been many podcasts which seek to analyse the complexities, the depth, the plot lines, the hidden story arcs, the beauty of these productions. Quite simply, the world doesn't need another one, which is why we're applying that level of discussion to the bottom of the televisual barrel and scraping it with a weekly celebration of The One Show. Hello, it's the, 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 the one show show. Uh, the podcast that treats BBC One's trite magazine programme as if it were Avengers Endgame or something. As we do battle against the forces of Thanos. But if Thanos, rather than a mutant member of a race of supervillains hell-bent on wiping out 50% of life in the universe with an infinity gauntlet, instead, Thanos was a regional TV presenter churning out five-minute films about food banks. I am John Holmes, and we're here again, and once again, guiding you through a week's worth of a programme you have little or no interest in. A programme in which this week, Max Beasley's dad is weird. (laughs) (laughs) Matt and Alex are confused by Jason Isaac's octopus <laughs> and a 22-foot giant baby. Joining me to stick chewing gum to the back of the One Show's jumper this week is the other half of the writing duo behind Screen Wipe, Philomena Kunk, the Ladybird Books for Adults, and the other co-host of the Rule of Three podcast. It's Joel Morris and also comedian Magic DJ sure. and frontman of that advert that's on TV at the moment. Second appearance on this podcast, it's Tom Price. Welcome Shop at everyone. Little, everyone. Shop at Little. Stay strong. Welcome, everyone. Um, well, you've been on before. Yeah. So it's not my first time doing this. No. I hate you so much. I I've know. had to watch this crap all week. I know. But okay. you kind of liked it. You kept texting me saying how fun it was. I did, yeah. I did one of the first couple of these with Chris Heath, I think I was on with. It was really good fun. Oh, yes. And this is, you've changed the one show. Yes, I completely I agree. Yeah. Yes, I because yeah. I have a, had a big gap as well, and the show has changed. It's got more of a gang show vibe to it. Yeah. There's clappy clap, clap claps going on now. There's yeah. more of this kind of. 
for the lols thing happening. It's harder to find handbrake turns. Yeah, they're not uh, doing those uh, as much. They're no, still there. They're still there, but they're certainly not as, as obvious as they were, and they certainly try a little bit harder. The, lots of things have changed. You're absolutely right. Now, whether that is our influence, because we know I'm they listen. 100%. <laughs> yeah. They know you're out there, right? They don't know. They know this is happening. Has this podcast yeah. been mentioned yeah. yet on The One Show? No, it's been mentioned in an interview in the Radio Times with Alex Jones. <laughs> but it's <laughs> not But it's not mentioned on the actual podcast. Even when they were talking about Game of Thrones fan podcasts and podcasts, about TV programmes. They didn't mention they it skirted, oh. they, No one mentioned it at all. I imagine Matt refused. Just I will, said, so that I will is... not have that. <laughs> no. No. Absolutely <laughs> They're not. They're no. no. I tell you what's happened to Matt Baker, though, is the buttons on his shirt have gone lower and lower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, last time I watched it, Very he was... Very open. A, Very open. open. Yeah. He's yeah. now getting to the sort of sex-starved stage of his marriage, I'd imagine. Yeah. When, <laughs> when, when are we going to see the medallion? That is halfway <laughs> down. He's got a little Hoff, yeah. little Hassel Hoff medallion. <laughs> so, um, well, let's start with Monday because that seems reasonable. Easter. Now, this was Easter Monday, yeah. so it opened with a lovely Happy Easter from the people of Stockport. Happy Easter! And welcome to your Easter Monday One Show with Alex Jones. And Matt Baker. Now we hope you're enjoying one of the sunniest Easter weekends in years. Yeah. Some bikers in Stockport <laughs> yeah. screeching Happy Easter to an overhead camera yeah. before cutting to the studio. What do we make of the Easter Monday special? Well, it was, it was I, I like the, the, the obsession with melted chocolate. Yep. They were obsessed by what happens on a hot Easter. And yes. we, I won't do a spoiler because it's going to build towards an amazing thing. I liked <laughs> that. Actually, the best thing about this one was Jason Isaacs was on it yeah. as the guest. Yeah. And he was a brilliant one-show guest, I think. Yeah. He seemed to understand the tone of the one-show exactly. Mm. And get, it was almost like he was presenting it. Yeah, you get that sometimes. He's a co-host, yeah. yeah. He, he was, but he's good in any interview situation. He's good value, Isaacs, yeah. isn't he? He's good. I've interviewed Jason Isaacs, and he's just great at just being, yes. you know, just falling into the vibe of whatever. Pro- he's, a pro- he's acting. It was, he's a, an actor. It was genuinely, oh, actually, it was something William <laughs> Goldman said, that one of the things that actors can do is, pr- is play the part of someone who's interested being asked these stupid exactly questions. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and what he did brilliantly, which was slightly annoying, because my favourite thing about the one show is where someone doesn't fit it. Yeah. Mm. And I watched this one and went, oh no, he's a really good fit. He's lost yeah. perfectly. It's not Madonna being asked about mortgages. It's, it's, <laughs> not, it's not Salman Rusty doing table tennis. But it's he, not got. I, I like it when someone like Anthony Head comes on and is asked about blue bells and they yeah. won't yeah. let him go. But. Isaac's like being there. Well, he there was played, a spectacular the moment, yeah. wasn't there, though, when, oh when right God. at the beginning. So oh they were just God. going on about Easter and what, how brilliant the weather had been. Where have you been, Jason Isaacs? Yeah, Where have you been, Easter? Yeah, that's what it was. It's 25 degrees, 27 degrees on mine, says Alex. Where, and, and then what was the first topic of conversation he brought up? Earth Day. Climate change. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it was exquisite. We've had lovely weather. I saw 25 on my thermometer. 27. You do know it's 27. Yeah. So we're talking about these you know, unseasonably hot days on the day when we should be thinking about why is it hot? Well, you, you could hear... I love hearing the, the, the brakes go on the one show. The oh, yeah. sc- you can yeah. hear the, the sparks are flying <laughs> from the machinery going, yeah. oh, my God, we're talking about the weather. Yeah. And he's accidentally brought up climate, which is not the yeah. weather. Because the point about the one show is it is like inconsequential blather. Exactly. Mm. And if you accidentally bring up something that's important mm. that you care about, Unless but, it's just ab- ambient charity, well, unless would, it's like, like little kiddies or something, it really risks derailing the whole show. Well, the, 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 the expressions on their faces, Matt and Alex, the, the change in tone was just quite awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, it's just a note of gloom to the entire thing. Uh, it's important to acknowledge it up, Jason, Why is it, it hot this early in the year? Yeah, well. <laughs> they, were, they were reflecting the noises coming into their ears from the control booth. Exactly. Where they were going, going, Jesus Christ! Yeah. He's Everything derailing the show. And also, also, everyone agrees the weather's been nice, but not everyone agrees 
pleased that climate change exists. Yeah. Yeah. They could hear half the audience throwing things around bloody BBC lefties, actors, because they keep on inviting actors on, and actors are a bit liberal. Yeah. They're really worried about it. And the oddest thing was they also, I think, knew that the next package they got, they're going to have to throw from the other day, was some people doing a good turn on motorbikes Diesel. Yeah. using disposable plastic <laughs> yeah, and packaging right. in Easter eggs. Yeah. And literally it cut to environmental oh, apocalypse did, in oh, Stockport. So even before it got to that, the, the way it, he kind of derailed the whole opening because they were talking about you know the weather and the temperature mm. and how wonderful it all was. They literally talked about the weather. Mm. And, he, and he, when he went to Seville, did you know, notice what he did in Seville? Did you hear that? With his daughter, yeah. the weather wasn't very nice. Yeah. Well, right? No, no, he said the weather was beautiful. He oh, said right. it was fantastic. But we stayed in the hotel and watched Netflix. We went to Seville. Uh, uh-huh. which was 85 degrees or something. Oh. And uh, we had a lovely time. We stayed in the room, watched a lot of Netflix. Yeah. Oh, the Netflix clang Because it was Netflix too hot. Too hot. Yeah, but the Netflix clang, because he's, so, he's so on the Netflix buck. Yeah. He's like, Netflix yeah. is like big oil yeah. to him. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, is yeah. there to make sure yeah. we know Netflix yeah. exists. Yeah. So, so when the climate well change apocalypse comes, yeah. get indoors, get your aircon on and watch Netflix. <laughs> yeah, that is the Jason Isaacs message. <laughs> but then, so then he said it's Earth Day and then their, their tone you know, changed and just, just went, oh, well, you know, you've got to worry about that. So you've got to think about the climate. and yeah. the thing. That's very important. Anyway, send us your snaps <laughs> of what you've been doing in the sunshine. And it was like it just came right where it shouldn't. They had to get back yeah, from one thing to the other and back to the other. That's and then it was bikers in Stockport. Bids, beer, bikes and body art. You might think you know all there is to know about bikers, but you'd be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> This lot are gathering at this Stockport pub, pumped and ready for their latest road trip. They may look like Hellraisers, but these bikers are about to embark on an angelic mission. It went to the bikers in Stockport, and the bikers in Stockport package was really, like, heartwarming. They were doing things for underprivileged kids, but it was impossible to watch it without going, yeah, that's a lot of petrol. Yeah, it's a lot of packaging. You probably could have done that without burning up the rubber. And it was, like all climate stuff, climate and the reality of that spoils everything. Well, it ruins the world, doesn't it? Why, <laughs> but why it ruins one show on package. Why can't the bikers get on a bus, on an electric walk. bus? Or get on a walk. horse. Here we go. We've got some bikers. We're going to put them on a horse <laughs> and they're going to go around Stockport. But it was giving organic eggs. Yeah, exactly. And from chickens. Actual eggs. To kids. Is yeah. it, it does, you know the thing that happens on social media where you do something nice like you know, save a bird's nest and someone immediately goes, you shouldn't save bird's nests. Mm. There's, there's a little voice in your head that is the Twitter backlash yeah. yes. that happens now with everything. Yes. And so it came on and I went, Oh, I shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. And I thought, oh God, I've become. But I had that. You've seat. become Jason Isaacs. I had that seat put in me by Jason Isaacs, quite innocently going, "Yeah, but the climate's warming up. Yeah. We're in trouble." And I went, "No, you've ruined everything." Yeah. Well, that's it. I wanted Isaacs off the back of the biker film to just go, uh, "Well, exhausts and also child obesity. You're <laughs> feeding chocolate to ch- hundreds of eggs I to know. these kids. I know. Have uh, the sugar, kids. Have yeah. all of the sugar. Mm. It's terrible. Right, guys, I need your help." Today they'll be delivering around 1,500 Easter eggs to some of the Northwest's most vulnerable children. Organiser Andy Ruffley has persuaded over 500 Easy Riders to swap helmet hair for bunny ears. Nice. <laughs> you could see what they were trying to do. These bikers who they bizarrely. Um, even Thomas, who was presenting it, yeah. still believes that bikers are like Marlon Brando in the Wild One. We all, we all worry when they roll into town, firing yeah. guns in the air. <laughs> no one thinks that because everyone's got a mate on a motorbike. Who's I want right. them to be like that. Yeah, <laughs> I want them, every biker to be like Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. That's yeah. what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did look deadly. They yeah. look very dangerous. <laughs> but it's, but it's I'm brilliant. Sorry. But it's brilliant. But they do it and they go, and you wouldn't believe 
they really like kiddies. And you go, honestly, psychopaths like kiddies. They <laughs> yeah. all, prisoners, really tough prisoners. Bronson would, would go, likes would go kiddies. but we're in it for the kiddies. And you go, no, find a charity that you wouldn't expect absolute thugs to be in favour of. All thugs are in favour of deprived kids. That's no surprise. <laughs> Did you see the handbrake turn that, off the back of this? This was quite nice. There was a handbrake turn. Go on. This was um, when uh, Jason Isaac's still on the sofa, yeah. off the back of the children. Charities, they, they, it's charities. They said you saw the look on, the, on a lot of children's faces there with all the Easter eggs. But is it right that you actually do used to do a bit of children's entertainment? I did. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> did you notice as well? They've stu- the thing they've added in which they hadn't had before was the on-screen captions where it does it, it introduces the film. Uh, it's yeah, 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 very yeah, confusing because sometimes yeah. it's the name of the presenter and sometimes it's a location. So sometimes you yeah. think it's been presented by Stockport. Yeah. <laughs> I can't couldn't quite work out. They we, don't have a Where's you and Thomas? I've never been there. When they started doing yeah. this, what they do is they give a little. Uh, they come up with a pithy title for the film. Like Frasier. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> pithy title for the sequence, <laughs> and then they would put up the presenter's name, but the shot was never of the presenter, so it would be over who the film was about so it was about a lollipop lady yeah. in you know Blackburn yeah. it would say something like Matt alright <laughs> and you'd go so we mentioned it and then they changed it oh, they, they bloody it. changed oh, it God, they, they've well, never done that since well can we fix one more thing which is that if you've got a, sh- a, a thing that's leading towards the only pun you can do which was good eggs <laughs> in this case which was the big sign off don't have that as the title of the piece at the beginning where it was good eggs <laughs> and at the end of it you and Thomas very happily went uh, but you could say a bunch of very good eggs. You've done that. <laughs> you done did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You spunked it early. Uh, there was another example of the team, man Alex, doing no research. They never watch the programmes <laughs> that the people are on to talk about. This no. has become a running thing, particularly Matt, who well, is very lazy. Can I just say, I interviewed Jason Isaacs about the OA okay. about two months ago, and I couldn't watch that fucking shit. It's absolutely mind-bogglingly mental. I'm already of a mentally fragile disposition, but to sit myself in front of that show, which is the most meta... Like tangential, crazy thing going right. on. I mean, I've never seen it either. Oh, it's, I mean, it's very good if you like yeah. that kind of thing. But you're basically tripping when you watch it. Yeah. So to see them having to struggle through that as well, and you know, did Jason you, Isaacs knows that people have, don't watch it. Uh, did you enjoy as well that he was doing uh, Lolly Adafoppi's uh, presenter from this time with Alan Park? Absolutely. But whenever she said, yeah. said it's yeah. about a young girl, no, it's not. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah like yeah. Christopher Lee, no, you're impossible to not interview. Right. He was horrible, wasn't he? Not right. No, not right. You're not wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. It was awful. So the first series we're going to do a summer. Okay, so young girl, Brian. <laughs> Go on. You, you so just, she's a blind girl, mm-hmm. disappears, mm-hmm. comes back, new name, new eyes, can How see. How old is she? Right. I don't know. She's in her 20s. She's in her 20s. That's okay. young. Yes, that's true. Compared to us, that's, yeah, that's young. And, and she, comes, she comes back and then she can kind of jump through time and space. No, wrong. But then, then, then Alex sort of stopped him doing that and just said, yeah. well, let's not talk about it anymore. We've got a clip. And he just went, no point. Wait, but there's wait. a talking... Oh, go on. We're going to do, OK, on. because people are like, what? Yeah. So we're going to do a clip <laughs> yeah. and then see how intrigued everybody is. You feels. won't have a clue what's okay. going well, on. OK, well, we'll try it. No point. No, no point. point. It'll mean nothing. But they did find quite a good clip. They found a clip yeah, yeah. where... What was it? What it was a counterfactual it? thing where she was in a, a universe that didn't have Barack Obama. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Which yeah, is yeah. a good idea. I mean, OA's full of lovely batshit ideas like that. But yeah, I mean, I, it's honest, very good, the OA, but I, I couldn't bring myself to watch it for a... You know, I had eight minutes with Jason Isaacs and yeah. I wasn't going to dedicate nine hours of batshittery just to speak to him... <laughs> About that, but no. he was very—he kept coming back to the OA, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was very on and the Netflix and the, and the, his charities yeah, and his charities. The uh, octopus that communicates telepathically confused him, didn't they? Yeah, uh, because that, he just threw that in there. Somewhere in the middle of the show, there is a an octopus which thinks and and right. Am I right? There's, a, there's an octopus that communicates telepathically. A giant octopus. And they're, both, they're both just went. <laughs> 
Well, they, they've worked with Charles Brandreth. Surely they're familiar. <laughs> That's a similar sort of thing, isn't it? He's got tentacles everywhere. Fingers so. in lots of pies. Mm. Oh, can I also point out, by the way, before we move on from the bikers, by the way, that yeah. they weren't just damaging the environment by, uh, by through their petrol and things like that. They were also, according to you and Thomas, burning some revs. These guys are chomping at the bit, and I'll be burning some revs and joining the convoy too. Oh, so they were over-revving I don't, I don't know what burning some revs, as it Vickers? I don't know, but the phrase <laughs> burning some revs, and it wasn't something he said live. He'd done that in a pre-recorded voiceover wow. and yeah. thought that was a phrase. You know what they're yeah. going to do? They're going to get the Environment Secretary on to talk about it. Be Biker, uh, biker Gove. <laughs> get out. Should go I go on, now? Get okay, out. Thanks, guys. It's been really fun seeing you again. All the best. Tom's gone. Right, so what was the most boring film this week, do you think, John? God, that's oh, uh, It's difficult, isn't it? Oh, Tom's uh, back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I think it was definitely on, uh, I think it's, a, was it Tuesday? I think it was the road signs. I was road signs in Manchester. Oh, with oh. Chris Robertson. Chris Robertson is a brilliant radio presenter, it, but terrible on the one it was, show. It was amazing. It was about whether people could understand the sign that indicated a bus lane. Morning rush hour in Manchester. But these motorists aren't just driving to work. Many of them are driving straight towards a £60 fine. Why? Because they are turning into a bus gate. And what That's it was, right. this is a moment where I, went, I wrote this down early on. I think it was seeing Max Beasley and his dad. And I went, shit, I've suddenly worked out what the one show reminds me of. And it's being at a family wedding mm. where people haven't got anything to talk about in common because they've all got very different lives. Yeah. And they're trying to find common ground. And it's not really, and there's a drunk uncle and no one yeah. really makes any sense. And there are people who are really into something and they want to talk about like cruel sports and you don't really want to. So you keep trying to change the subject back. And it felt like awkward family conversations. And when it got on to, what do you think about the signage in Manchester City Centre? Oh, wow. It was, really was Alan Partridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Norwich pedestrianisation. This is a thing about which no one except people in this postcode have a strong opinion. And you're doing quite a serious piece of local journalism. You're watching national TV and they're talking talking about a left turn in Manchester. (laughs) One left turn. It's not like there's a series of box gates all over the city. There's one left turn you shouldn't take. There was a wonderful moment when they're actually in the car going along (laughs) and, and they're being driven by someone who has been stung by the no left turn. And he goes, look, there you go, this person in the Range Rover, there, 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 that person, man, woman, it's a woman, she's going to go left now, what, she's going to go left, she's going to get stung, she's about to get stung, and you're like, oh my god, this is proper journalism. Graphic designer Brian Cairns was hit with the £60 fine. So I was driving up here on Whitworth Street, and you turn left here at the junction, no sign to say there's a bus gate at all. And that's exactly where Brian and plenty of others get caught. So that car there, he's going to get caught, or she is. I think no, she realised that now she's signalled to turn oh, no, right. She's seen the sign, yeah, it's another example of a bit you shouldn't leave in the film. No. Take it out yes. in the edit. And, and Why are you mean? leaving the bit in that's undermined the entire premise of your film? Can I just Why? say Why? the sign was clearly clear enough? Great big owl. What? Great big owl. Stop saying that. What about Great Big Owl? It's a family of podcasts. Ooh. Who's in this family? Well, there's rule of three, that's us. <laughs> there's Brian and Roger. Hi, Roger. It's Brian. There's the The One Show Show. There's nowhere else you would find a a four or five minute film about Pine Martins. Yes. Without a sight of one Pine Martin at all in the film. There's Barry and Angelos. Uh, Gooch, Goochie, Chooch. Remember that lovely one? And there's Smirchpod. Could you eat first? I think we know. (sighs) Well, I know. I don't know if I'd want to eat Lazenby. Basically, look for Great Big Owl on your pod, what's it? Good idea. Have we got a sting? Owls don't sting. Great Big Owl. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I did a piece for Inside Out, right, which is the uh, yeah, yeah. regional, the poor sibling to the one show. And it was about uh, bike dry, uh, uh, cyclists in Birmingham. And we had to go and interview people to try and get some anger, find some people who were riled up about cyclists. Yeah. So the producer found a taxi rank. He was like, just go in there. All the taxi drivers, they're going to be fucking livid about cyclists. <laughs> I swear to God, I interviewed 12 taxi drivers, every single one, to a man. All of the men went, actually, they're fine. Oh, <laughs> they're, yes. much, they're much better these days. They stay in their lanes and they obey uh, traffic lights. is absolutely fine. The producer was like, no! <laughs> Not what we want, and this is how journalism works. Yeah. Yeah. But they were they, the signs. Then, of course, because there wasn't enough to involve the people of Britain, yeah. um, they just showed what three signs that they said were confusing <laughs> from around the country. One of which, oh, so uh, let's look at the uh, funny signs. Oh, the... oh, here's one, and it just it was a sign that said "sign not in use." <laughs> Not in use. <laughs> what is the point of that? Uh, right? Yeah. Which I swear is just a photoshopped. Mm. No, no, it exists. John Gordilla, the brilliant stand up comic, yeah. did about 45 minutes on the existential crisis of a sign, not a new sign. Right. right. So they are. Edinburgh thing. 2013. Brilliant. But they didn't explain the context there. Why is there a sign that says sign not in use? Because uh, it's a di- little digital sign, isn't it? No, it's this the... one wasn't a digital no, no, sign. Uh, this was like one. a metal sign on the side of the road. It's the, they've got a sign, right? That is the metal sign goes against the big right. digital display sign. You see there. And they put that against the floor at the bottom of the sign saying, this sign above me, just yeah. up here, that yeah. sign up there. Yeah. That's not in use. Right. They also did secret nuclear bunker in Kelvin and Hatch as well. <laughs> and finally, don't tell anyone where the secret bunker is. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> An absolute classic. It's in private ivory for yeah. two months. Yeah. And the secret nuclear bunker has a sign on it because it's a tourist attraction. That's right. The end. The sign was not there when it was a secret nuclear bunker. It used bunker. to be the cabinet's nuclear bunker. That's right. Do you want to know an interesting yeah. thing about that nuclear bunker? Mm. It was in use until about 1993. It was where the major cabinet would have gone. And when they closed it in 1993 and it got sold to a farmer, yeah. they closed that bit of the central line that went out that far. And that's why the central line no longer goes that far because that's how they would have got the cabinet out that's there. Oh, so you're kidding me. The cabinet would have all had to get onto the central on the, line. Because it all went, yeah. out, went out into the wilds of Essex. And everyone went, why did the 
central line go this far? And the answer was to evacuate them to the bunker. That's Isn't brilliant. That cool? yeah. so that's There's also, that uh, also uh, on the same note, a uh, platform beneath Broadcasting House, mm. uh, which was when they would take um, the, all the newsreaders and stuff yeah. in the event of war mm. out to... BBC, BBC Studio was going to be at... There you go, well, that'd be the same thing then, so it's a branch of the Central Line. Yeah. And there's one under Buckingham Palace. Wow. Well, and all the newsreaders would get in there and they'd yeah. all just fuck. Yeah. To try and create <laughs> repopulate the, the world. Also, a world repopulated of newsreaders and politicians. Of Rayworth and Hugh Edwards. That's why they have to be beautiful. It's like Moonraker. <laughs> Fascinating. I also like the sign that uh, the funny side. The funny. This is funny. Oh, now this one's funny, funny side. side. Here we go. It's uh, just it's, hang on. Let me just undo a button. <laughs> it's very funny. It uh, says ham sandwich. Here we go. Ham sandwich. <laughs> Always nice. Because, and this is near my house, so I know this sign, right? right? So there is a sign to the village of Ham, oh. half a mile. And oh, yes. on the same sign, it says sandwich because sandwiches uh, oh, on the sink ports, uh, which is three miles, ham sandwich. You know, again, Perfect. it's just fi- fine. That's the fine. Britain we're fighting for. But, you know, <laughs> out of all the funny signs in the world. That's lovely, Alex. Do you like that, Alex? <laughs> I don't think that's real. I think that's uh, made up, that is. It was just... She did. Uh, she phoned this in, didn't she? She didn't give a shit this week because okay, she is off on Matt Lee. She's on Matt Lee. Matt, Matt Baker Lee. <laughs> she's on Matt Lee. She is out. She's, got, she's brought games in this week, hasn't it was her last totally, show, wasn't it? Last totally. show till August, she yeah. said. It's going to be hard, though. No, seriously, it it's going to be weird odd. with you watching but as a little viewer. But quick, I'll be back in the autumn. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. it goes without saying, Keep I'm going to miss you. Keep the I miss you. Don't know. I'll be okay. Got a bit teary, didn't she? She started to well up at the end yeah. of well, Thursday. Show. I mean, we are jumping all over the place here. But no, we well, this is yeah. the other, because that was Wednesday. This is Thursday. So yeah, Thursday show, I love that, that Emma Thompson had come on and talked talked powerfully and movingly about the world ending to silence. It behooves us as as the generation above them to stand next to them and go, uh, we've got to listen. We've got to listen. And um, I think they're, they're absolutely extraordinary. And as soon as they said, she's not going to be on, Alex Jones is off, she's not going to be on that for a while. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, they start responding. Because the one show is a sealed unit where yeah. the world can't touch yeah. it. It's, it's, like, it's like the bunker. It's, it literally is broadcasting. The world could end outside that glass. There could be zombies. <laughs> and the one show would just carry on talking about the weather because the point is you mustn't talk about it's the television cockroach it would yeah. just survive it is, anything it? but the, it's, it's really odd because she came on and she came on and talked about uh, the climate protest well this was that. a rare moment of the one show doing politics well, it was very they, good I thought it was very good yeah, well, it was quite interesting British. they brought her on and, and she was no, she, she'd done it that week and it was also, I like the idea that she'd flown over for the one show so all the controversy about it, did she fly over for the climate protest is she a hypocrite no she flew over for the one show it's fine Yeah, mm. I don't mind you'd fly over for the one show that's really important but she come <laughs> <laughs> to, to, she'd come out and she was talking about it and they couldn't change the subject and you realise that despite the fact that they want the one show is sort of quite campaigning but about stuff that's quite small it's yeah. ambiently yeah, 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 yeah. about things like I don't know school well, crossings canals full of yeah. sewage small local sewage. issues and this was this a- was, apolitical things as well yeah. that's the thing that you can't argue you can't argue that children should have dinner mm. things like that they do this and this was really weird and you went hang on it was really interesting to watch a hugely politically contentious issue cross over into Actually, and Alex Jones said, well, no one wants the planet to fry. Yeah. And you went, that's the most political thing you've ever said. Apparently, yeah. we all would like to survive. Yeah. yeah, and I don't, you know, we were talking earlier, I don't think anybody disagrees with it because nobody no. wants Oh, everybody wants, that's nobody it. wants everybody the world wants to end, goodness a better sake. planet. Yeah. Well, from the hard right, they do want the planet to fry. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the strange 
ness of this though was they didn't meant they obviously had a uh, footage of her at the environment yeah. Yeah. in London on standing the, on the pink boat on a little boat yeah <laughs> uh, but they but they didn't mention the controversy of the flight because she yeah. could have nailed that flight thing because that was the main criticism wasn't it she's flying yeah. over from Los Angeles on a big old plane yeah. to talk about climate well don't get on the plane then. you know I, all I that find stuff. that thing so annoying when people say but, that yeah, <laughs> it's just such a fatuous yeah, argument well, when you went on a plane well you're the problem what's yeah, really you good though, are worse. what's really good though if you point that out though all the uh, ice caps refreeze mm. that's <laughs> right <laughs> it well the thing is if we wait long enough the seas will dry up and then she could Cycle <laughs> or walk. Exactly right. So why don't we? Do... But that's that, so she's she's talking about that. But they didn't mention she could have addressed. They didn't mention that because no. that would have been that's contentious. Contentious. There's, this suppose, is a contention-free yeah. zone. Yeah. But I, I but think... it did. Go, she had a lot of time. She had about 14 minutes in all talking about this sort of stuff. That's amazing. Um, and then the reason she was on the one show was to talk about a film she did. After the last time she was on the One Show, which yeah. is another activist thing, she was just happened to be a guest on the One Show like a year ago. Yeah. Saw a film that Matt Allwright had done about food, uh, poverty, food poverty with children. So she said, uh, off the back of that, you know, if there's anything I can do to help. And, and true to her word, mm. she went and shot a new film for the One Show about food poverty. After slaving over some hot courgettes, it's time to tuck into the veggie curry. Hey, Thank you. I'm so impressed. <laughs> with the kids cooking it with their fair hands and then eating it. Emma, tell me, what did you take away from today? All I'm experiencing is a group of very, very happy young people. And that is what everyone deserves. I mean, you might be thinking, oh, Emma Thompson gets involved in all of these uh, issues. This is great. I'm thinking, bit of a busybody. <laughs> <laughs> She was very good on This Generation, wasn't she? Yeah. Because she talked about the fact when she was coming up through Footlights and getting into yeah. TV, uh, you know, she, she said, we used to call it that men would make passes at you then, but it's kind of the Me Too mm. thing. Mm. And, she, and the generations are seizing these things, mm. climate, that. She uh, and she was, yeah, she's very passionate about it. this is, we're actually earnestly saying something was good on the one no, show. Is this a first? She was no, a good, it's not a first. She was a good guest. Guest. It does She was a good guest. She got engaged. I think one of the things that I found disappointing about this week mm. is that Justin Isaacs was really engaged with it. Yeah. And that Emma Thompson had made a film for the one show, and it was about a thing that's worth making a thing about yeah. child food poverty yeah. and she was good and I, I'm really oh god hard to be quite, sarcastic here quite enjoying this yeah. uh, it wasn't bad but it did show up the fact that the rest of the one show is pabulum it's just it's just it's uncontentious stuff it's meant to be on the background it felt a bit weird, weird. that someone had foregrounded an issue and he went, oh, this isn't the one show. The biggest issue for me from the whole week is what the fuck was Max Beasley's dad doing on the sofa with him? Max and Maxton Beasley! Hey! Max and Maxton are oh, looking very smart, the pair of you as well. Well, if I'd have known I was going to be on the show, I would have dressed up. Maxton. <laughs> <laughs> I will never, amazing. as long as I live, understand why Max Beasley's dad was there, no. why no. he had a one show cue card in his hand. What's that with his fucking son's name written on it? Yeah. I don't understand what that's Also, he, he, was, he was crazy and nuts and he couldn't get any of his lines and out. And he was gone. And then it suddenly disappeared. And it was either that he had been wrangled to the ground by one show security or yeah. that he'd escaped. Yeah. yeah. And or somewhere he said, in the city. He said halfway through, this is not, I thought it was Top Gear. Sorry, guys, wrong show. And he naffed off. I don't know what it was, but something, he should have been still on that sofa. Yeah, because they said wherever he's gone at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks to uh, Max's dad, wherever he's gone. Well, listen, uh, that is all we've got time for. A very big thanks to Max (laughs) and Max's dad as well. Wherever you are, Maxton, thank you so much for joining us. You can see Max. Understanding from the word go, because he was in like an oversized jacket. 
with a pocket handkerchief that, that was spilling out too much. Yeah. And then there was a whole thing about him looking like Max Beasley, his son, which he didn't. No, no. exactly. And they, it gave the chance for Alex to, to ask literally the most boring question I've ever heard on the one show. Please um, send in or get in touch with us if you look like another member of your family. And we'd also like to hear from you if two generations of your family look alike. <laughs> and you went, that's just, that's genetics. I mean, that literally, do you not understand how humans yeah, exist? Yeah, absolutely incredible. You're about it? to have a baby. Look at these twins. Surely you understand the process by which this is, oh God, it's just, yeah, she was, it was a bit, I once heard Steve Wright um, asking people to phone in and say, has it been getting dark lately? And I went, that's just the sun. Yeah, it's the sun. Every year. I love the awesome, almost the caveman wonder that yeah. presenters can have about yeah. simple things. It's families look like each other. Yeah. <laughs> but then he said, um, Except Max so on, the lookalike. Well, I don't they know. Were going into the, the, I mean, are we okay to jump around, by the way? Oh, this is around. how, yeah. yeah. Well, they uh, fucking do it. Right, good. Yeah, well, quite, yeah. It's hard to follow that show, so it's equally hard to follow this podcast. It's, it, it, we're paying tribute sense. to the structure of the one show. No, the, the bit where they went after the Beasley, Beasley was there with his dad, right, which was absolutely mental. And then they got a guy on who is a professional um, artist Forensic guy. artist. Forensic artist who, who draws pictures of kids who've gone missing. Yeah, right? what they might look yeah, like. They them, when they get to a film about that, which we'll come back to in a yeah. sec, then it comes back after the film, Max Beasley's dad's fucked up, which makes me think that the Beasley's dad was only on there to, to tee up the idea of, of family likeness family and that whole thing. Or Max Beasley's dad has abducted a child. <laughs> Or was an abducted is... child. The forensic artist said, you're just like the guy I drew. Were you Madeline McCann? <laughs> <laughs> Big changes. <laughs> You've, I mean, you don't look like my ageing picture, but I can now you mention it. Sometimes you I imagine. get things wrong. Oh, yeah. you imagine if you messed around with that bit. So, so this guy comes on. What's his name? The, uh, Tim. So Tim comes on. And uh, his job, what's it, what's it called? It's uh, a, He does age progression imagery. That's which right. Is where they take a picture of someone and they add 20 years. If they weren't missing at 14 and you're still looking 20 years later, what yeah. they look like at 30. We should have done that for his podcast. We should have done that on Monday morning before I watched nine and a half hours of the one show <laughs> to see how much I have aged over the week. Um, and, uh, and, and so he comes on to talk about that. And then they start talking. And I was like, oh, careful, careful territory here. They start talking about kids that have gone missing. And I'm like, okay. And then they say, you know, uh, Tim, what was, your, what was your most famous piece? Well, it's this kid who went missing. And it was a really uh, tragic story, which uh, there's a kid who went missing. And yeah. here's a picture of him. And I've aged him. And here's a picture of him older. And I was like, okay, this is the one show. So here comes the resolution question yeah. where Matt Baker's going to go, and, and, and this photo was on a milk carton. And you found him, right? That's how it yeah, worked. Yeah. And, and, and they said, did you find the kid? And Tim went, no, no, we don't find him, no. And Matt Baker just looks to camera in the most partridge moment. <laughs> and actually on that point, if you do have any information on Andrew, uh, then the organisation Missing People, uh, of course, would, would love to hear from yeah. you. Yeah. Is it very specific? <laughs> it was excruciating. It was, it was amazing. Wasn't it? I was watching that on my phone on the tube and I scrunched my entire <laughs> body up and put most of my hand in my mouth. But Seriously, though, if you have seen him... But it, it was the, again, it was the juxtaposition of that with with they showed then they, it went from Max Beasley's aged face that he'd yes. done specifically for the one show exactly. to the missing child oh, back oh. again to Max Beasley saying, "Well, I'd look like I've been hit with a mallet." I already look like I've been bashed with a baseball bat here. Oh, no, <laughs> that looks good. Um, can you give us some examples then, Tim, of cases that you've worked on recently? Yes, I worked on um, uh, age progression for. Uh, this person here, Andrew Gosling. And then, then it was the uh, missing kid, Andrew, missing again. It was all over the shop. Existential crises. There is no greater existential crisis than A, the planet ending, which the one show has dealt with this week, and B, your kids, an open-ended child's disappearing story. Yeah. And but, they did both of them. But they cut away from that to the, the forensic guy had, had a high-profile news story where he had aged the missing... 
a, re, a, a kid who can identify the reincarnation of the Dalai Lama. This is, yes, this they is... Threw, um, it's called the Panchalama. Pan, Panchalama. That's right. In May 1995, a six-year-old boy called Gaydun Choki Nima from Tibet was recognised by the Dalai Lama as the 11th Panchen Lama. For Tibetan Buddhists, the Panchen Lama is one of the most important figures after the Dalai Lama, playing a key role in recognising the next reincarnation of the Dalai Lama. However, within a few days of being chosen by the Dalai Lama, Gedun Choki Nima mysteriously disappeared. And soon afterwards, so did his parents. None of them have been seen since. China has disappeared. This kid is the it was the thing that wasn't quite said in the story. Yeah. Some horrible political situation. He's, and not just where... his family went missing. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. This, person, this, this this segment is sponsored by who are we? <laughs> it was just nuts. And it was this big thing where you went, okay, this is it's politically dangerous, and you need some context. This place just threw into it and went, it's another missing kid story. And he went, no, it's a missing kid story from a huge Hollywood epic. It was really big, yeah. and it was building up to him showing members of the Tibetan community in London oh. an artificially aged picture of this missing child who's important to the yeah. Tibetan community. And their reaction to it was one of the most insane things I've ever said, because they were really disappointed that a fictional child's face that doesn't exist didn't match an imagined face in their heads. Yeah. And he went, some of them were disappointed, and he went, but no one knows. It's not like he's done a caricature of you in Leicester Square and it didn't look like you. It was such a strange thing, wasn't it? Because you, it was so many worlds were colliding in this <laughs> yeah. sequence, really fast. Yeah. yeah, really too hard to keep up. And then you know they're laughing at Max Beasley's aged face. Yes. And then Tim says. Well, it's actually quite important work. Yes. And you've just trivialised it to nothing. I know. So he's got. So Alex then sort of tried to re- regroup. Yeah. And talk about the ch- the Tibetan. Kid, they got Dalai Lama film and the thing, yeah. and it was just a mess. It was un- it was the it was the most ex- emotionally and structurally it was a disaster yeah. from beginning to end. And it was like, okay, and it undermined you... everything. It undermined the humour yeah. of of Tim aging people because you yeah. think, well, fuck me, he's doing that because kids go missing, and then it undermines the severity yeah. of uh, the actual picture of the actual kid who gone missing because you think, well, it's funny, isn't it? People getting older, so the whole thing fell apart. It was oh, front oh, of my face. I did oh. also like them them reading out quite blandly the Chinese government's explanation of why this obviously a child. <laughs> For whom a whole community is looking, because it's yeah. really important. Yeah. And they said the Chinese government say he is safe and living a normal life. He is safe and living a normal life. And you go, yes, because that's when people disappear. That's usually what happens, isn't it? They're usually <laughs> safe and living a normal. That's why you need to get reconstructive artists in when someone's safe and living a normal life. <laughs> Just show me a picture of the kid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, was... How you prove a child is safe and living a normal life is he holds up today's paper and you take a picture. <laughs> of it. That's... We know how this is. What you do is you meet the child. Yeah, but yeah. Don't forget the Chinese government can write next week's paper. They are that in control of things. It was mad. And it, it, it was one of those like, examples of the one show trying to, within its small remit, fit a very large story. Yeah. Mm. And and the, I love it when it doesn't fit. It, was it spills all, over also the jumping in with the audience, the studio audience, laughing at Max Beasley's <laughs> baseball batted nose face. It reminds me of the, picture. the scene in Jurassic Park where uh, you see the ripples forming on the glass of water because there's trouble coming. And it's like the one show, they're all sitting there and they've got a massive bucket of water in the middle and you just see the ripples appearing. These, these echoes of awful things going on outside the world. And they're just all going, oh, okay. Let's, let's have a look now at some pictures of melted eggs. This did, we'll come to that. Yes, oh, yeah. we really have. That's the best bit of the week. We, uh, this is where I learned something, though, during the Tim Forensic Artist sequence, because mm-hmm. I didn't know this. Um, uh, we learned that men's noses yes. can grow 30% in volume during middle age. Also... 
men's particularly, their noses can grow by about 30% in volume wow. um, during middle age. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> that's, that's a good fact, actually. Yeah, fact. that was my favourite fact. That was, I yeah. wrote that down and went, ooh. And so that brings us to the close of part one of this week's The The One Show show. Part two will be with you tomorrow, ready and waiting when you wake up. It's the modern equivalent of when you go downstairs in the morning to find the milkman has been. Be sure to listen to part two as soon as you can. If you leave podcasts outside too long, birds come and peck the tops off. See you tomorrow. You heard of Great Big Owl? Yes, they make this podcast. Yeah, but not just this podcast. You're shitting me. Name some others. Well, there's Trolled. We had Luciana Berger and Gary Lineker coming on. Oh, yeah, and there's Crime Club. Did you get done for that? Yeah. There's The Fear. It's a kid's show. They really, really scared me. There's Always There. Thanks very much, because I would never have gone down Howard's way had you not asked me. There's Friends with Friends. Shoving a funnel in Joey's mouth and Rachel pours fat down. (laughs) And there's Ask the Nincompoops. Kids ask us the questions they want answered. That's for kids we shouldn't have sworn earlier. Bollocks. Quick, play the sting. Great big owl. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.